Hold on. And we're recording. All right. right. Welcome, welcome to the Big Black and Little Brown Podcast, Episode 2. I am your host, Jacob, alongside your other host. Chapa Downey Jr. Chapa Downey Jr. All right. This episode, Episode 2, sorry for the long wait, but we will be talking about two Grindhouse films, The Mac and The Machete. The Mac referred to by Chop and Machete referred by myself. All right, Hassan, let's get it going. What do you want to talk about first out of these two films? I have a lot to say as um, well. Let's... Um, okay, so let's start off first with t- what is a Grindhouse film? Break that down. Break that down. All right. So Grindhouse film um, usually refers to, you know, poorly – I don't even want to say poorly made. But <laughs> It usually refers to the very crazy black exploitation, Mexican exploitation oh, stuff. Oh Things that are basically anything. Basically, if you see a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies, he fucking loves the grindhouse sort of films and all that. He literally had him and Robert Rodriguez, re- relation to Machete, actually made two oh, films that they showed together called Grindhouse, where uh, it, they both did two movies. Uh, it was um, Planet Terror on Robert Rodriguez's side, and then oh, was that one where he's driving? I can't remember off the top of my head. Wasn't it like um, Death Race or something like that? Not Death Race. Um, death death race. Car or um, something like that. Something death. Yeah. Death Proof. Death Proof. Death Proof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Death Proof. So if you were, yeah, so it's basically that very low budget cinema, you know, and Quentin Tarantino is like, and a lot of people, that was their bread and butter they watched. They went to when they went to the theaters, they would be watching this stuff, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of it is like if you see the movie posters for a lot of these grindhouse movies or black exploitation or mexploitation or whatever type of exploitation exploitation films, you would see the movie covers and they would have crazy premises or crazy things, and then like if you watch the whole movie, it's barely shit, you know? Like yeah, yeah another thing. Uh, there's one like I think there's one that's super crazy that's like the beast with two heads or something like that. And it's mm-hmm. like there's this there's this white guy who like dies or something and then they transplant his head into a black guy's body. What? <laughs> that's probably like the fucking end goal for white people. That's the end goal. We could say get out got that from there. <laughs> oh, that's classic. Classic, classic, classic. Continue. Yeah, so it's it's a, a little about about that, right? So, I, and you know, black exploitation and all that. Like Quentin Tarantino loves it. He references it on almost everything. Uh, Jackie Brown was basically mm. he basically made Jackie Brown because yeah, because um who's the actress in it? Who plays Jackie um, Brown? Fuck, I forgot. Uh, Foxy Brown? No, not Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown. Brown. Um, I'll look this up right now. Uh, I can't believe I'm I'm, I'm I'm damn near going to hell for not remembering that name. That's like a black yeah. staple. He is, man. Um, Pam Greer, man. Pam Greer. Pam Greer. Pam. I'm yeah. sorry, Mom. I, 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 I failed you. So basically, Pam Greer, she did all her shit in black exploitation movies and things like that. Very famous. And basically, in the 90s, her career was 
not so great. And Quentin Tarantino was like, dude, I love your shit. Like, I'm going to make a movie just for you. That kind of goes into this sort of black exploitation esque little thing um, with that and just to like revive someone. Let me ask you know, a question. Um, should she have gotten naked at Foxy Brown, though? Should she have been having sex with a white guy in Foxy Brown? That's true, but I feel like her getting naked in movies is kind of almost like a staple. Um, and um, not saying that um, I wish it happened, but it should have, you know, just a little bit, you know, not gonna hurt nobody. Little sprinkle, yeah. I, I, you know, what's the fave? My favorite thing uh, in Foxy Brown is fucking Robert De Niro in that movie. Oh, he's just like, yeah. he's just like kind of like he's just like some bum that just got out of prison and he just, <laughs> and just fuck it. He's just living in Samuel Jackson's like house and just like, okay, yeah. man. Like that's that's, that's it's still out of place. Like, why the fuck is Robert De Niro in this movie? But. I don't know. It works at some level. Yeah. And Pete Kangle Hat. Kangle Hat was very much featured in that with the, movie. With the soul, with the soul patch, the extended soul patch. So what's yeah. up with this motherfucker here? <laughs> Classic Samuel Jackson. What's up with this motherfucker here? Huh? You fucking up? <laughs> Go. Don't give me some Samuel right. Jackson voice. I, I can't do Samuel Jackson. Dude, just a little bit. Come on now. Just a little. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, no, I can do. Why are these motherfucking snakes them in this motherfucking plane? Uh, I forget that line. That was actually better. That was actually a lot better. I appreciate that. That was actually a lot better. All right, um, let's get into it, right? Because I, I got um, I got a bunch of questions when it comes to Machete, right? Is first question is this movie a Hispanic staple? I, to be honest, I feel like it's too new to be a Hispanic staple, but. It's a good, like, modern day brown exploitation film that mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. highlights Danny Trejo. You know, Danny Trejo's been in like mm-hmm. over 400 movies, and he just gets to be in one movie as the main character as a fucking badass. Because usually he's in a movie for like 10 minutes, and then he's not a fucking badass. He's a badass, and then fucking dies or does some like dumbass shit, you know? So this brings me to my next question. Is this movie a joke? Is this a comedy? It is a comedy. Why are you taking this seriously? It's like it's a comedy, man. Hey, All um... right. There's a scene where Machete is sneaking into a rich guy's house, and all he has to do is fucking carry a rake, and people are like, "Oh man, that guy, that guy's the, he's the gardener." Hey, don't forget. That's so funny. Like, so funny, man. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. Also, what the fuck is Steven Seagal doing in this movie? That was like random. Like, I seen it probably in the movie theaters, like when I was like when it first came out, but I never revisited it again. Um, and just seeing Steven Seagal, it's like, wait, wait. Cause this could cause like the, the overall idea could could be a really, really good action movie. Like I could see an, a young Hispanic actor playing that role for like at least six, seven movies. The new John Wick, like you know what I'm saying, I could see that. But um, 
I think I really appreciate it as a comedy as well, though. I think I really do. No, dude, it's it's totally comedy. And you know the funny thing is, you know, I wonder if Steven Seagal, you know, fucking messed any of the stunt stunt actors up. Have you heard of the Man, rumors? Just being hella lazy. I heard though. I heard. No, he's super lazy, but then at times, like he when he does the fight, he when he does his own stunts, he like takes it seriously. Like he beats people up. So people mm. had a reputation where like we don't want to like stunt actors don't want to work with him because he like li- literally is like beating the fuck out of people, you know, for no reason. But you know that movie that movie's ridiculous in multiple ways. Like you have another again connection. Robert De Niro's is in this movie as the racist senator. Like, mm. are you gonna take that shit seriously? Like, come on. I really, really wanted to. Oh yeah, but I it's really like it's it's a good movie, and it's like it's funny because that movie started off as a fake trailer for when they mm-hmm. were doing uh, the mm. Grindhouse uh, plant in front of Planet Terror. They did a couple fake uh, trailers, and one of the fake trailers was Machete with like just. Yeah, this you know the scene where he's uh, is basically the trailer was him doing some crazy shit, and then that scene where he's having sex with the nuns, and yeah. I guess Lindsay Lohan in the laptop. They did that scene, but with like two strangers, and then they redid that scene and added Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I was, was that part of like the marketing, like her being naked in the movie was like part of the marketing back then. Pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, this is 2010. Lindsay Lohan's. Pretty much because it became no man, she's irrelevant by that time. She was relevant. I could have nope. she was irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No way. No way. No man. Two thousand four, two thousand six, two thousand six was her heyday. Then two thousand six to two thousand ten was her fucking like coked out phase, man. Hmm. That she was on all the. She was all. She was all on the publicity and shit. You know, I could be wrong, but she, I don't think she did anything after, you know, like, Mean Girl, yeah. white, every but white person's favorite movie. I also like it. Mean a lot of people love Mean Girls, though. It's a good movie. Um, hmm. It's a white movie, definitely. But, yeah. I can't. So, it's on. All right, all right. Um... We'll we'll go into we'll talk more about Machete in a while. I just wanna I wanna ask you my question. Why the Mac? Okay. Why the Mac? Um it's it's shot in Oakland, first and foremost. Um a lot of Oakland culture is in there, and I think that it shows um well it tries to show. It tries to make empathy of a very, very serious thing that happens a lot. To this day and back then and um i think that like um it's just it's funny to me too though it's funny to me and i think that um it's a bit it's a big deal it's inside um black culture the mic is like a, one of those movies that you go into the barbershop and the poster is on the wall and um you people re- reference it all the time you got to have vision like you know what i'm saying it's right. just like a thing but it's a not it's not a good movie at all well, it's, it's definitely weird. not. It's definitely not. It's on. I yeah. like one of my criticisms was like they gem. They tried gemming so much in, you know, mm-hmm. like 
you know, the whole pimp game, the whole police brutality, the so much. How, to manage, how to manage your hoe. Uh, how to manage your wait, wait, wait. How to manage your what? Your hoe, your hoe. That's oh, how they pronounce. Yeah. That's what they call them. The, how okay. Uh, okay. the difference? Uh, how to be your own entrepreneur? Uh, what was this? Oh yeah, the like the black freedom and black independence stuff. Uh, then they had some stuff about you know like drugs, like a lot of shit was crammed in, and it felt. And the movie has no flow. It just seems like random scenes. It definitely doesn't though. So let yeah, me so- give a little bit. Um, let me give a little bit because um, like I said, it was shot in Oakland, so it was shot during the time when like um. The Black Panthers is going on, right? And in Oakland, like we don't really got gangs per se, you know what I'm saying? But um, it was more about streets and shit like that. But being that that one was getting shot in West Oakland, the Black Panthers were from West Oakland, like you know what I'm saying? And they were a hundred percent about positivity in the neighborhood, um, the the free breakfast food program, you know what I'm saying? Just a lot of things like that. So to think of a pimp movie. Wanted to come in the middle of their neighborhood and then glorify all the bad shit about it. It's like get the fuck out of here. So they were fighting against that, right? So like I think at one point, um, the, the Black Panthers used to kind of like throw like trash cans off of the roof because they were shooting like below their spot. You know what I'm saying? And to hit hit the actors and shit like that. Um, just a bunch of shit was going on socially in, at that time, you know. I, so I, I think that kind of like might have affected the flow of the movie, you know? Yeah, definitely because it just. It felt like some scenes like they like they filmed it and they're like we only have this amount of time to film it and whatever we got what is whatever we got you know um who was directed Michael Campus yeah a white guy directed it yeah yeah Yeah. how like most but you know like most exploitation movies right a white guy filmed it. You know, how do you think the Black Panthers are gonna feel like some just random white man filming, you know, about pimps and hoes? That's peak capitalism right there. A white guy taking a super black story, fucking it all up, and then getting extorted by the Black Panthers. Peak. Fucking peak. Robert J. Poole was the screen screenwriter uh, screenplay writer. Just hmm. he only wrote the Mac. Interesting. And there's yeah. no picture of it. <laughs> that movie did, it didn't initially do that good. Like you know what I'm saying? Like um the budget was only two hundred thirty thousand dollars or something like that. I think it I think it did make ten million dollars like eventually, you know what I'm saying? But um critically it didn't really do that good. It just kinda like it got lumped into the well it is a black exploitation film, you know what I'm saying? And those movies kinda got kinda got um I would say more like racially shelved like oh that's what y'all do over there um, nice uh, okay that's a lot of money but stay over there we'll do Scarface you know what I'm saying <laughs> kind of like right. that well, that's and what, they that's have the budget to kind of make it a four hour movie and actually tell a full flushed out story and make that bad guy look good you know right um, well um, let me let actually that connects with a lot of with something I want to mention um, why do you think at least rap culture um and like rap culture and gang culture. Why do you think they gravitate towards Scarface so much? A white guy. Um, that's a really, really good question. I think um, out of confusion, right? Uh, the idea being that that's the American dream, and um, 
coming from poverty. A lot of times, like a lot of places, we, we're actually lucky when it comes to poverty in in, in California, right? Not, not saying that that um it's the best situation, but it's a lot better than other places in America. You know, yeah. like um we have a we we we, we kind of like we live in like in a more left side like state, so then a lot of things are like in place to kind of like kind of support that it doesn't do a really good job it doesn't take care of everything of course but it, it it's stuff in place there if you go like down south and like to like mississippi new orleans yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. um those is, that shit is not in place there or if it is it's not really that structure you know yeah. so um you get a lot of like real slum type shit real real slummy type shit so the idea coming from nothing and scarface coming from nothing traveling to miami and starting to sell dope and making it rich can be just as easy flipped as a dude from New Orleans having nothing, find his way to Miami, selling dope and becoming rich. It's super close. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned all these like slum stuff, right? Because like literally, Tony Montana came from the slums of Cuba, right? So you see, like I think I think when they think of like Latin American slums down south, where you know some you know some places. You know, there might be is like, oh, our neighborhoods actually do look like that and shit. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Like it's, 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 um, I forget the name of the some projects in New Orleans. I forget the name of it. Um, but if if you look at them, it's like, whoa, are we in fucking America? <laughs> it's like it's a it's a it's a it's a wake up. Like, whoa, what the fuck is this? I thought we had it together. All right, you know? all right. I do want to mention one thing. Uh, the the fucking pimp picnic. What the fuck was that? The, play, the players' ball, or the, the picnic, oh, the picnic, right? No, no, picnic, the picnic, the players' they ball. They literally—it's literally a scene of them just in their full pimp gear, fucking yeah. playing baseball and eat like eating like ribs and I think I think there's some watermelon there. Uh, it was it's, it was a little racist. In terms of stereotypical, no, no it's just, we like watermelon. I mean, I'm, enough of us do. It's, who doesn't like watermelon? If I'm being honest, no, that's, who that's doesn't? The thing, right? I hate that, that. That's the stereotype. Like, who doesn't like watermelon? Like, yeah, it's literally a um, fruit that looks like water, man. But to comment on that, what you said though, right? That picnic. I think, um, in the middle, in the middle of poverty, in the middle of all this like horrible shit that's going on, people are gonna, are still gonna find community. You know what I'm saying? People are gonna find places to kind of like express themselves and laugh and show love. And the picnic and the players' ball, that shit is all a product of that. You know what I'm saying? People, that's one of the um Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That's one of the hierarchy things: the community and love. Right? People are gonna find that no matter what. That's part of evolution, right there. Well, moving on to the uh, the. The pimps player ball, which is so ridiculous. I, I I loved it because then I like that scene. Like it's refer it's referenced so much. There's literally a Dave Chappelle show about the haters, the haters player ball. That's where Dave Chappelle got it from. That's yeah, where he got it from. And I was watching that and I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ! It's like beat by beat, like exactly what fucking Dave Chappelle did. And I'm like, I'm like, it's crazy. And it's like it felt like it was the. Oh, there was the award show shit, you know, like what the fuck? and um, and that's why I chose that movie right there though, is because it's it's inside of a lot of black culture. That movie right there is the pinnacle of a, a lot of a way a lot of black people think when it comes to like having to stay fresh and looking good at all times. Um, the um the whole idea of um, dang, I just went blank right there. What did you just say? You just said, said, said it. 
like how it's referenced in different uh mediums. Yeah, like Dave Chappelle show, right? So, so it's it's in the Dave Chappelle show. It's it's so like the way Money Mike dress is kind of based off of that. You know what I'm saying? So like that's the next place we're gonna go to is Friday, right? The way Money Mike dress in Friday after next after next, he dresses like that, and he's a pimp based off of that. There's different kind of pimps overall, yeah. Um, but hit a lot of when you see the image of a pimp. The whole um, if you Google pimp right now, what it come up will be an image of like somebody that looks like somebody in the movie The Mac, you know. Right. And that's not yeah. even just pimp culture; that's really Oakland culture, you know. Right. And like, to think uh, that like pimp in Oakland is synonymous, and that the way you look at a pimp, like if you just like I'm saying, pimping, blinged out, that's all Oakland culture. Yeah. No, dude. It like when you when like you say you mentioned pimp, I think like one of the ideas that come with me like. Uh, Cat Williams, right? That comedian, right? He does his, he has his whole like pimp get up mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. With him. And then it's like that translates into, uh, I forget what the pimp's name is, a, a pimp named Slip, Slickback, who's also voiced by the same comedian in Boondocks, right? That's like, right? And like, that's the whole thing. And, you know, the whole, you know, pimp culture about, yeah, man, you know, you got to control your woman and things like that. That's like medium until medium. Like um, I'm right now with my, with my girlfriend watching, watching the wire. Right. And there's literally a scene where one of the crackheads, not crackheads, heroin addicts are trying or like helping the cops identify certain drug dealers. And it's literally with pimp hats. Like they're like, there's a, there's an attraction of just putting on the hat. Right. Yeah. And things like that, you know, regardless of even though it's in Baltimore, it's like, oh, that's not really the Baltimore style, right? It's already early 2000. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's there. It's there. It's like, funny story. I remember I was like, I don't know, in the fifth grade and I was in Vegas. I was like at uh, Circus Circus or something like that in Reno or, or something like that uh, with my family. And I remember we were at the buffet and then I literally saw like a a black guy in full pimp gear and i was like amazed he had his like he had his girl and everything and i was like yeah. in like the brightest i don't i want to say orange but i'm pretty sure it was purple because orange seems too ridiculous pretty mm. sure it was a purple it was a ridiculous color nonetheless and i was like oh my god this thing is pimps are real yeah. You know, the, the, the whole, like, pimps are real. It's hilarious. It's real. Yeah. And um, but I want to I want to say something that this movie does though that I think is super important though. It it fucking fails miserably at it, right? But um, I think a lot of times we look at the world like it's black and white, right? And um, people want to look at pimps like they're just completely bad people, but um, nobody's inherently bad. You know what I'm saying? People are. People that either put in bad situations and have to do bad things to get out of that situation, you know. And um, yeah, I think that's definitely. I think that's an important important thing to know. Yeah, no, dude, like they they show the redeeming qualify the redeeming like qualities of the Mac, you know, even though it's not done perfectly, right? After he's kind of set and stuff, you know, he's yeah. going to the local town and giving all the little kids like, "Here's your allowance. Here's your allowance. Here's your allowance." And the mm-hmm. kids are like. Yeah. Oh man, I want to be just like you. It was like, and that's a real thing. That's a real thing. He's like, no, no, no. You're not. Gonna, you're gonna be studying. I'm giving you this money so you can study, so you can stay off the streets. Mm-hmm. Like, 
in their poorly worded way, they're trying to do what the Black Panthers are doing, but in like not the best way. Like they actually have the money mm-hmm. to support like these yeah. families like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, it, it, that, and that's a real thing. Like we influenced by what we see and what's near us. So them kids saying like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna be just like you." It's kids that's really feel like that, and I don't think you can literally blame those kids. Like if that's the the idea of success you you're given and is presented in front of you, and you don't know nothing else, right? I don't know. I don't see a lawyer coming to my house or just being in my neighborhood giving out money. I don't see a police officer doing that. I don't see um. What else? A doctor doing that, right? I see a pimp that's able to go ahead out there and get that money. They got the women. You know what I'm saying? Like, what young boy doesn't want women, right? Unless they don't like women, then they probably wouldn't want. Them. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? A lot, a lot. It's kind of like a, um. I I don't blame people for that. I don't blame. I don't look at it like it's a bad thing. I look at it like it's just a thing, you know. Because the other thing he did that was like very benevolent stuff like that was get his mom's. A house and everything with all that. Everybody's it fucking goes to get their mom out the hood. Everybody's right. going. Like that's a relatable thing. Like I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't I don't care whether you're, you know, black, white, or anything. I think if you've lived in an area of poverty and you can make it, your number one thing is I'm gonna get my mom a car or a house, a better place, whatever. something better. You know what I'm saying? Something better. Which th- that's the other thing. It's like with a lot of families. Once, like, they don't question where the money's coming from, right? Like, literally, the Mac comes out of prison. Mom's like, oh, yeah. you're going to be better, yeah. right? And the Mac you're is... going to be better, right? right? Like, he, does, he doesn't do well, that. I mean, doing it, that. Let, me, let me ask you a question. Um, is it better? He went from selling drugs to um, selling coochie. Is that, is, that a better, is that better, you know? And keep in mind, it's like, all right, we, we do know that there is a size of pimping. Where like um, women are forced and trafficked into this, right? Um, but from from what I've seen, there are sides where women are are agreed to this, right? An example would be the Bunny Ranch in Las Vegas, right? That's an example where they're still getting pimped, but they agree to it. Is that better than selling drugs? I don't know. It's that's it's a, it's a very complicated question. It's on like the mo- number one thing, right? And I guess this is going into 2020 logic and all that right with sex work and all that is that there shouldn't be a man there taking the profit if the only one only contributor is the woman right mm-hmm. where some people like in modern day times the pimp now basically is taking pictures of their feet only fans right what are they doing <laughs> Like they're not we're promoting and shit. Like that makes no sense. Yeah. In that but I, I would I would um I would push back a little bit bit and I would say that um nobody likes to do anything alone. We all seek community, right? I'm willing to split my profits in half if I know I'm gonna I'm gonna walk this road, not road, walk this road by myself, right? That's the reason why a lot of people take pay cuts to work inside bigger teams that's gonna succeed more. Um we 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 we, we need community and we and we like teams. That's, that's a human a human emotion of us. It's easy to take yourself out of that situation and be like, oh, just do it by yourself. But let's be right. real. If I can have some money, we'll be through this, going through these ups and downs and um, possibly right. make more money, possibly have some protection. I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? And not saying that I, that I, that I approve it. I just, I just understand it. And a lot of times we don't need to approve or disapprove things. We just need to understand them to make them human, you know? Well, and the whole thing—the whole thing of the movie, right—is basically you gotta control 
you know, your girl, your hoe, whatever you want to say. This is the language. I'm not, this is not my language. This Wait, language. say that again. I just really like hearing you say that. The second part. Your girl, your hoe. <laughs> you got to control your hoe. So you got to control your hoe, man. All that stuff, that manipulation and all that, right? Like, that's not great, you know. And the movie goes ridiculous levels of how they manipulate their women, right? The Mac is kind of like, I love them into my manipulation. But then by the end of the movie, he's like getting them into these, like, they're getting them, he's getting them super high and then like going into like these light shows so they can yeah. like, and then he's like voiceovering them so he can gain control. I'm like, where is this shit going? Like, this is crazy. He was doing, like, mind, he was doing mind control. The cold part is people looked at it and they're like, oh, this motherfucker killing it right now. Well, you mean to me, my control that bitch? He killing it. They're probably like going like like people watching the movie was like, yeah, I tried the same thing. She left me instantly. Oh, this guy's crazy. Well, I why am I gonna want a pimp that thinks this is logical? Rent out a whole, you know, you know, whole area just so four of us can listen to this nonsense. Yeah. So, um, let me tell you how how do you like it. How how wh- did you like it that the Max main bitch was a white lady? No, no. Actually, yeah, I did. Now I think about it. Yeah, that's not because that's not. Um, yeah, I actually like that a lot though. I'm I'm willing to bet that was a, a thing that Black Panther probably they put, probably put down. They said, "Hey, you're not gonna have your man with me. None of these beautiful black women around here. You gonna have your man with me? One of these white women." I'm willing to bet that's the thing that the Black Panthers put in there because the Black Panthers held their shit on them. They were like, "Hey, we're not gonna do this. We're not gonna do that. Y'all gonna donate to the to the breakfast program?" They they pushed the line on them. You know what I'm saying? Which is which I respect. You know. Which is, but to go back to one idea that you were talking about about like the whole sense of drug selling drugs, right, as being your way mm. to get money. I, it, in one sense, I don't want to say that prostitution itself is harmless there are some harms to whether it's the person giving you know do having to do the sex acts and all that you know there's damaging aspects of that but if you think in the large scale thing drugs hurt communities a lot more you know Mm. you know whether and whereas prostitution it affects one two people maybe a family or two if they get caught but like, why are you seeing a prostitute if you're married, man? That's fucking stupid. You're gonna get caught. Like, basic logic. But whatever. You know, that's the thing, right? The the hurt is at a smaller scale than drugs. Drugs, you get addicted. Mm-hmm. You're you have children that witness the fucking destruction of that addiction to mm-hmm. their own caretaker, and then they either go go into that addiction. Or you know, sling it themselves, or you know, it's a it's a destructive thing, right? And I, it's yeah. something the movie very poorly tried to make, you know, say with that white guy trying to convince the Mac to come back and be his dealer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but also, um, to add on to that, right? I think it's like I said earlier, you know, it's like we only can go as far as we see. If all we see is the ceiling. That's the pinnacle to us, right? And um, within the middle of going from the floor to the ceiling, there's gonna be things that's under that. And um, man, it, it, you gonna do better from selling drugs? Pimping is doing better in that situation. I'm not selling drugs. I'm not um 
putting myself in danger like that. I'm not getting my messing my neighborhood up in a massive way like that on a huge level. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think in the eyes, in the eyes, in, in the eyes of um of the community, in in that sense, especially with it coming to giving back the money, everything he did do better. You know, right, right, and you know, and the whole thing is the movie in itself doesn't show like the character of the Mac like gets off scot free. Like by the end of the movie, the girl got killed. You know what I'm saying? He he was in love with her too. That's yeah. important. That's important. It wasn't like at the end she died and then he was just cool with it. He was in love. He he was hurt by that. He he quit the game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, he quit the game because his mom died. But his mom got killed too. Yeah, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm he kidding. got on the, he got on, he got on that greyhound and got out mm-hmm. of there. You know. It, it it was funny because he literally murdered a man with dynamite. Mm-hmm. Which was great. Which was <laughs> weird. Like in his quest for revenge. He kills yeah. the wrong man with dynamite. I was like, this shit's gruesome. And I was like, but what I loved was how they murdered the drug dealer, the white drug dealer, uh, mm-hmm. with that accordion. They had an accordion gun. <laughs> I don't remember that part exactly, but that's hilarious, though. So, so this is what this is what happened. Like the white guys come from, confronting the Mac, and I guess one of his friends like pretends to be a drunk. And he's like, and he goes, what the fuck? And shoots him like, ah, that's a clever, that's that's clever, that was clever, clever film. But no, yeah, dude, that that movie for for like as badly and poorly as it was made, and you know, scenes kind of where it felt like they were just placed together to form some type Mm -hmm. of plot. Uh, it it was a great experience to watch because now you kind of see where everything is referenced. And, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And with with everything, and just with the, we're we're gonna see it in future films with you know the importance of whether it be the importance of hustling in the drug game or hustling in the pimp game or hustling doing criminal activities, right? It kind of mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of become something in cinema, whether it was you know hustling out from whatever, right? It's a common trope, so it was it was it was great to see, and now it, it, like it makes scenes like that Dave Chappelle show see skit like mean it's a lot more. Than, yeah, it makes more a lot more sense, but it also means a lot like oh, they're referencing stuff. It's not like yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, let's can we um transition back into machete though? Yeah, let's transition back into machete. So, son, what were some other things you noticed, man? Um, one of the things I really, really noticed, um, and the fact that it was it came out in 2010, um, from the fucking president, bro, building the wall. I didn't know this was a topic. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't know this was a topic back then. I thought that was a relatively new thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, see, Islam, this is the thing, and I think this is where the where you know how we grew up and the things we chose to choose to listen on the, on in the news. Mm-hmm. Like you might, you must have ignored all that stuff. Like me, and my family, we everything on the news, the Spanish news and all that. They've been talking about building a wall since like 2004. Bush wanted to build a wall. Uh, yeah. He actually built some shitty walls across like parts of Texas and stuff. This build a wall yeah. shit has been 
great. It's been a while. You know, Trump, during the Trump, you know, 2015, 2016 stuff, he exacerbated it. He brought it back. He wanted, like, this crazy-ass, shitty-ass wall that... That was part of the thing he stood on his campaign. Build that wall. Build that wall. Right. Um, I would even say, you know, looking at the um the president in there, um, the red tie, the blue suit, I would even say that Trump then there copied and pasted that on himself. You know? What's right. your thoughts on that? That's interesting. And I feel like if it wasn't Trump, there was gonna be another weird white guy with the same polit- politics. That would have mm-hmm. probably won an election with the same sort of platform of, you know, fear mongering about, um, you know, any type of immigrant and all that. In the end of the day, man, th- that's sort of a lot of a lot of the experience or a lot of the things that Mexican immigrants have to go through is like, we come here for a better life and mm-hmm. literally do no harm here in America. But for some reason, we get blamed for every social ill that happens. Mm. That was a big narrative through there, though. Mexicans coming here and taking all the jobs was a big, a big thing. Right. Let's be honest. Like, what jobs are we taking? What white people are you seeing cleaning houses right now? Tell me. What people? <laughs> what white people are mowing lawns right now? Picking strawberries. That's crazy. Picking crazy. strawberries. Picking strawberries for nothing. That's we don't that's get shit crazy. They don't get paid minimum wage. All that shit's under the table. You know, fucking... They actually did something where they hired white people like some... like I think it was in Salinas or something. Like They hired white people to do like a day's labor and they're like... They all quit and they all said, wait, where's my... Where's this? Where's this? I need my mandatory breaks, this and this. And then like Mm -hmm. the guys were like, we're trying to work with you, but that's not how it works. We You gotta be picking... Eight hours straight and doing it right, and it's like no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. We have rights. Um, like, another thing I want to ask you though that I definitely want to talk on talk. To, I want you to. I want to hear your 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 real point of view on this, though, Jacob. Your real point of view. Um, I want to talk about immigration and the role that Jessica Alba played in that movie in the beginning. Right in the beginning, she was trying to send her own people back. You know what I'm saying? You know, even though she she switched it up once once machete smashed them things smashetti. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's when she switched it up after after she got that real real Hispanic Mexican penis. She switched it up, you know. But before that, talk about that. Do 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 those kind of Mexicans exist out there? Well, dude, definitely. I feel like after after a like two generations down, maybe even one. You know, your politics mm. change because you don't your you know, your great grandparents were probably the immigrants. And mm. by that time, you're kind of fully Americanized, even if you have some Hispanic culture in, in with you. Right. Your the yeah. politics are you see yourself as more American. You said, you know, I earned like the, the terms of like I've earned my right for being here. These people didn't earn here. They came here without doing anything. My family did it right. They went through the right way. There's, you know, why can't they just wait for a visa? All this, like, nonsense, right? And it's, that's the issue. People don't understand the real politics of how it is to get into this country legally. It's basically a lottery system to get a visa. It's a lottery, and then, you know, any type of lottery. Shit takes years. Dude, I have Mm -hmm. um, one of my friends who lives in Tijuana. 
she has been trying to get her visa. This is a work visa, by the way. She just needs, mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. not living there. She just needs needs it to go sell stuff across America and then come back to Mexico. That yeah. shit, ha- she's like, she was on the wait list. All this shit still hasn't gotten it. How long has like, it been, though? I think when I talked, so when we were working together, so 2019, and then the pandemic kind of fucked things up, but it was like, man, I got a coworker whose dad just got it right, and um, he's been trying to get it for I think she said like eleven or twelve years. That's fucking nuts, man. Right, nuts. And like, for um, example, my my mom when she got her visa, she got her visa through me. I had to be mm. 21 years of age to apply for my mom to be a v- to get her visa. And, yeah. you know, that shit was crazy, to be honest. We did it. We had to get a lawyer and everything because my mom was staying here undocumented for a while. Uh, so we had to, you know, we had to get a lawyer. We had to pay a fee for doing all this and doing all this legal shit. And we were at the consulate, like the American Embassy, like doing all this shit too, so my mom could do it. And it was so, we had like the lady who was going to say yes or no to my mom, interviewing my mom. I'm translating for my mom. And, you know, it was just weird. It was like, okay, uh, let's see. Uh, were you ever part of any communism, communist parties and shit like that? I was like, what the fuck you my mom is? Yeah, they still ask that fucking question at these like you know, communism. You don't need to come up with that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, no, no, my mom is the least of that, you know. Fuck, you know, and it was like, you know, that's the shit, man. People don't realize that. And then, like, by that time, where you don't even have any, but going back, you know, by that time, like two years down, right? You're 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 the son of a son of a son of an immigrant. You don't know that shit anymore. That's not talked about. Um, so there's that, there's that sort of like, I don't know shit, man. Like, no, I don't, I don't know that. I can't, I have no empathy for them. Right. Whereas for me, it's all around me. I know that shit. It was my life, you know, with having immigrant parents and all that, you know, that's my life. And that's my children might not have that. Right. And it's like my duty and it's my, I hate using the word duty because it sounds overly important but it's my res- you know my responsibility you, my said, you said the word duty sounds overly important yeah i don't know duty it's just it sounds I like duty, I, think, I think poop poop yeah mm. definitely yeah <laughs> it's like it's like a responsibility to show my children hey you are privileged in a way that you know my parents weren't and you have this great thing called american citizenship whatever benefits I go with it. As much as we hate America and how America's shitty and shit like that, mm-hmm. it's a privilege to be an American citizen in the end of the day. You know, yeah. as much as education yeah. sucks, healthcare sucks. Why why the fuck do we live in this country again? Um I don't know. Free free guns? I don't know. Guns? Oh yeah, I guess we have guns. Well as long as you're white you can have guns. It was, and that shit was in the movie like Mexicans doing that like it was another scene where I think it was the cook was he said something something on immigration blah, blah, blah. he said who cares I, 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 already, I already closed the border like close it I'm already here that was kind of fucked right. up you know 
Yeah, and it's, it's also the sort of the weird thing, right? Like, the moment you cross the border, Mexican, like, the people in Mexico don't even see you as Mexican anymore. You're a traitor for leaving a shitty situation. Oh, for real? I didn't know that. Sort of, yeah, dude, no, there's a, there's a whole thing of, there's a whole bias of, in Mexican culture, of you where you're at. You left? You left? You left? Right? Come back over uh, here, thug it out. Which is like, yeah, and um, there that's the whole thing, right? Like, shit's shit's hard and all that. And in in the end of the day, like, people also give you shit, but at the end of the day, you're sending over money to their family and shit like that. (laughs) That's the only reason a lot of people just work there. They, it's funny. My dad had a couple people who worked for him who were like seasonal. They would. Come work like a whole the whole summer or something like that, and then go back and with whatever money they worked up, then you know they would live it rich for a while and then go back. And it was like this whole yeah. cycle. And yeah. it was like it was, it was never good because it was a cycle of just wasting money but never building capital or property or anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that. Um. um it's like that Jay Z song, the one about OJ. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good song. Yeah, that. I got Great another question though. I want to I want to bring up too though. Another question. Um, there was a point where where um I want I want to um set the scene first though. There's a point where Machete's like laying on the bed and like um like I think like a chick is talking to him and like they're trying to convince him to either go one way or another way. I forgot what it was exactly, but she asked him, she said, you, you're, you know, you're a man with no country. We can get you citizenship. Right. And the way he looked was like, man, I'm a motherfucker. I'm a man with no motherfucking country. Yeah. Um, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Being a man with no country as a Hispanic, knowing, um, the shit that they got to go through to try to get here, you know what I'm saying, and what Mexico Mexico actually means to Mexican, right? Because correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't Mexicans super proud of being like Mexican? Yeah, but you have to see it from Machete's perspective. Mm-hmm. His family was murdered by the drug cartel, the Mexican yeah. drug cartel. His like his sense of being Mexican of Mexican is probably dead. The drug cartel mm-hmm. is running. The drug cartel, you know, he's working as a Mexican federal police, right? Who's trying to stop mm. the drug cartel. The drug cartel in itself is only the only reason it exists is to feed drugs into America. So here he kind of hates America. He, you know, Mexico and the drug, let's be honest, the Mexican government and the drug cartel are like best friends. So as yeah. a country already him, it's better to be a man of no country in his eyes. He's fucked mm. by he got fucked by he got fucked by Mexico. Why is he gonna join yeah. America? Yeah. America's gonna be the, you know, the shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, you know, it's, it's you know, man of no country, because both yeah. both options are shit, you know. Another question. Great answer. Though. Great answer. Though. Really good answer. Um, is this Spy Kids too? You mean Spy Kids four? Yeah, four. Uh, so you're saying in an alternate universe, Spy Kids One's end. The uncle decides to retire in Mexico, mm-hmm. 
have kids and become a Mexican federale? Yes. I just seen that theory floating around there. I just gotta ask, you know. Um, you know, Spike I, is, is your other um, Mexican movie, no? Right. Yeah, that's one I want to talk about. Uh, so that's interesting, Hassan. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 gonna reserve my answer. But okay. let me bring this one thing up. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, who was it? Michelle Rodriguez's character. She, they, they're trying to make uh, a like um, a symbol out of her character as the she s h accent on the e, right? Yeah, right. Which I, which is kind of funny because I feel like in a lot of Latin American things we try making icons of certain people to boost anything, right? In this mm-hmm. case, it's she. They're trying to reference Che, like Che Guevara. You know, every okay. cool guy has a Che shirt, right? Yeah. Uh, we do the same thing with either the Chapas Gorillas. We have, you know, we make shirts of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Most recently, people love making shirts of people and deifying people like El Chapo. It's a lot more drug mm-hmm. people, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. my point is like good or bad, man, deifying people to make them symbols of whatever cause you want. This is not gonna lead to anything good, huh? Well, I don't know, Hassan. I want to hear your opinion about this. We um, do it a lot. Let's be honest. We do do it we a do lot though. We do do it a lot though. I think um it's a necessary evil. It's a necessary thing. Um, humans need hope. We need hope. This is the reason why religion exists. It's the reason why um, shit, counseling. This is the reason why counseling exists. We need hope. You know what I'm saying? Um, without hope, it's, it's easy to kind of give up, wither and die, and just just get defeated. So I would say, yeah, it's necessary. It's necessary. Like if 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 you want to get from up under the oppressor, we need these. Um, whether it be El Chapo, whether it be um. I don't know, whoever else is kind of like the bad guy that's portraying as good by the people. We need those people. You know what I'm saying? They they um they give us hope. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand that, but like I don't know. I feel like we have to be selective at that, right? If we're fucking deifying people who we mentioned in the Mac, right, are destroying communities like a drug mm-hmm. cartel lord, right? Yeah. Right? We gotta be picking right, right? Like we gotta be picking the right people, right? We want to make sure that we we keep on wearing the Tupac shirts. And <laughs> I fucking hate those shirts. I yeah. know. I know. And the, you know what shirts I hate the most? When they make uh, cartoon ones? characters gangsters. Oh, uh, you know yeah, like the Tweety Bird. Like the Tweety Bird and all that stuff. Oh, those are so lame. Yeah. yeah. I thought those were lame when they were cool. And they're still like... <laughs> Like people still wear them. Hey, so. Hold on, though. Speaking of Michelle Rodriguez, right? Um, I saw Dungeon and Dragons the other day. Okay. Really, really good fucking movie. Really, really good movie. If you if you get a chance, five dollar Tuesday, I will go see it. I will go see it. Really it's a five dollar. Well, it's a five dollar Tuesday movie, though, for sure. Unless you like that kind of stuff. <sighs> Okay, what was your point? Is that it? 
Yeah, that was it. That was it. That was it. All right. Uh, here's my here's my question, Michelle Rodriguez, hot or not? Um, hot. You gotta go hot, just because of Fast and Furious. You got to. You have to. Oh, yeah. I don't see how you not. I don't see how you not say hot. I don't see how you not say hot. Yeah. I don't see how. You I don't know. You have I'm, just looking at, I'm just looking at her picture at Wikipedia. In Wikipedia, they picked a very ugly photo mm. for her picture. It's a very ugly photo. But everything else, she does look pretty. Also, only 44 years old. That's not bad, though. Not bad. Well, you think that picture is ugly of her? I think that picture is pretty good. That one with her mouth, like... Yeah, she has nice teeth. I don't know. It's a weird angle. Mm, maybe. Well, yeah. All right. Um. So, yeah. Any other... But, yeah. But more importantly, I feel like I mentioned Biggie and Tupac, but like we should be really hyping up bigger black voices, right? If we're gonna go like, you know, athletes, you know, or political figures, you know, there's the obvious, you know, MLK or uh, Huey P. Newton, you know, in his famous, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, in his famous chair. chair. Yeah, wicker chair. Yeah. Um, with that, or you know, Malcolm X, or there's there's got to be a lot more female ones. I just can't think of them off, off, off the top of my head. Yeah, Angela Davis. Yeah, Angela um, Davis. Yeah. I would I wouldn't wear a Harriet Tubman shirt, but that might be me being weird and racist. I would definitely. I think about it, I would definitely wear an Angela Angela Davis shirt though. Honestly, well, I mean, of course I would, but yeah, that's another story. Um, You're a writer, man. You love you love you love. That's writing, what I'm saying. So. I'm saying. I would definitely wear one though. I got a tattoo on me, so yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So those are those are the things that you know we just, we just have to keep in mind, right? When we're showing, you know, wearing those shirts that say, you know, like, "Who do we think are cool? Who do you think we inspire, right? Or who do we mm-hmm. see see as our figures of hope?" in our community, right? We should be mm-hmm. more, you know, critical of that, right? Like, at least at least when I notice in a lot of in Mexico and stuff like that, there's a lot of deification of drug cartels and all that. And I feel it's not good. As much as we like to here in America deify or like beautify the gang the gang culture and stuff like that i think it's not a good thing to do it for the drug cartel culture as much mm. because Why? um i is because i literally these people are literal terrorists drug cartels mm. like they, you know, yeah they they do as much damage to a community but the whole the amount of horror that drug cartel does fucking crazy. Um, literally, you, you can just say one 40 teachers or was it 39? 39 teachers, 32 teachers. It was somewhere in between there. Disappeared all because of drug cartels. They just disappeared for being teachers, for being intellectuals. <laughs> fucking disappeared. This motherfucker going to pick up a book. We got to take this motherfucker out, man. You know, like, 
What 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 kind of gangs here in America are you gonna see do that? Murder forty teachers on the spot. I don't know. That's a that's a um that's a government issue right there. When you got a, a when you got anybody that's willing, well, I guess school shooters, but <laughs> but as far as like an organization, <laughs> but as far as like the organization, that's not like that's the thing that they do. I don't think you got to have that infrastructure in government. That's where government does come into play. Right. I, I that's uh, you know what that's a movie we're gonna have to bring up uh, to watch is Sicario. Sicario. Yeah, Sicario. Sicario one and two. One of my favorite movies. Sicario. Let's bring me to our next one. We got like about four minutes left within this hour. Do we want to um go on to our next movies? Yeah, let's bring up our next movies. Um, you go first. You go first. Well, no, you go first. I have to bring up my letterbox. Yeah, well, I got to do the same thing, though. So. <laughs> I want to make sure I pick one that, that you haven't seen yet, though. You can also pick something I have seen, man, and I'll, I'll I'll watch it. Like that's part of the fun of this podcast is watching things and bringing up things we haven't noticed or things that you may have noticed and I haven't noticed. Yeah. Okay. All right, come off of that movie. I got another movie I want I want you to watch. I want you to watch. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, the movie I want you to watch is called Bamboozled. 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 It's, it's a Spike Lee joint. And it's um, it never it, it's, it it might be hard for you to find. I don't think it I, it might be hard for you to find though, but um, and when you find it, you will see why it's hard to find. <laughs> it's a movie that's like super heavy on the cultural commentary, super heavy about um black people and where we stand at in America, um from both spectrums, right? The um selling out, like we talked about with the, with um Jessica Alba in the beginning, it, it examines that. Um, it examines people that's like anti that and how far that can go and how bad that can be. Um, it's just a really, really good social commentary movie. A really, really good movie. It's a good fucking movie. Damon Wayne's, um, you know, from Blank Man. <laughs> um, oh, I know it's on the scary. Under- yeah, I know from the but it's scary. on the underdog. It's on the underdog. Not that many people um know about it. I was lucky enough to be a part of a um black boys group. And we watched it, but I had seen it at home before. My mom, my mom always kept this kind of stuff, like going in the background. But um, I to watch it with my friends was something that was kind of like game changing. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like we all locked in at that moment. So yeah, I want you to check know. that out. I'm interested. Uh, modern modern televised minstrel show is what what <laughs> what the first it says on Wikipedia. So. Yeah. It talks uh, about a lot of uh, stuff. And then I want you to keep in mind Machete, though, because Machete has a lot of stereotypes in it, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like every time oh, yeah. I was eating, everybody was eating, like, tacos and shit like that. Every fucking scene. You know what I'm saying? All um, right. All right. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw in a weird one for you, Hassan. But it has a lot of social commentary as well, and it's pretty serious. And I know mm. because this is a joint, it's going to have it. So this right here, Hassan, I'm Type it up right here. I'm no longer here. It should be on Netflix. No longer here. Yeah. Ya no soy aquí. This all derives about Monterey young street gangs. 
and this boy immigrates after be- messing up with the gangs immigrates to to new york yeah. and he's just trying to survive in his all right it's going to be very weird because it's a very unique street culture street lifestyle from from the state of monterey it's mm-hmm. weird as fuck the style yeah. the movie's super good and there's going to be a lot of commentaries and something some some aspects of cultural appropriation and little things like that and the struggle yeah. it's going to highlight the struggle the struggle of the immigrant experience in some sense so i think yeah. i want to see i'm excited, you excited see about this one i'm excited yeah. about this one though. i'm excited about this one i had seen machete okay. already so i yeah. kind of was yeah. like uh, i already seen machete but i'm excited about this one. i'm no longer here i love a good movie recommendation so yeah yeah it's going to be subtitled so I'm, I'm sorry so good. I had to watch it during the day then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, actually, knowing Netflix, they might have it dubbed. Have it dubbed. Yeah, yeah, it might be really yeah. shitty dubs, so that's why I'm not going to recommend you. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. I'm actually really excited about Bamboozled. I don't know. I've never, like, knowing most of Spike Lee's movies, never even heard of this one. And it's a reason why when you watch it, you'll see it's a reason. The the, the government hit, hit that one. If, it, if I was a, if, um, if I was a, um, uh, um, a theorist, I want to say that is it right there. They hit that movie because it's too powerful. Really? Like Jada Pinkett mm-hmm. Smith's in it? Moe's death? Mm-hmm. It's, one of the, it's a movie that should be a big deal, but it, it, got, it was so controversial, it just got stuffed down. It's really funny that Michael Rappaport is also in it. And I of think course, the only he's, reason... He, he, no, go ahead. He lost, it. He, he lost it somewhere, but for him to be a part of such... um. Some of these big, like black, like moments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to be saying some of the stupid shit you be seeing on the internet nowadays is just like, what? That's well, what happened when you let people in the culture. I shouldn't be there, but yeah. But I think I know why Michael Rappaport is in it. Michael Rappaport is a big Knicks fan, and you know who's loves mm-hmm. other big Knicks fan? Fucking right, our guy. So they probably yeah. were watching. They're probably in a <laughs> Knicks game. And, and they needed a white dude to be the boss. So the <laughs> white dude is like, dude, you you act. There's a yeah, scene man. in that movie where he's like, he's like, he said, man, what, man, you're not from the motherfucking streets. I'm more from the fucking street than you. Oh, <laughs> That's the funniest part. That's the funniest part. You, you're not from motherfucking Dubois. You're not from the streets. I'm more from the streets than you. I'm like, damn, that's some funny shit. Well, yeah. you, you know what? Son? The slapping might have buried this movie. Nah, this is slapping. What the I know, no, 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 dude. The slapping, fucking Will Smith, Smith? slapping. Yeah, that's the slapping. The slapping, Hassan. We gotta do a whole episode on this. The slapping mm. affected, mm. went through time and space, mm. affected everything. Man, we don't know exactly what reality was because slapping. Ripple yeah. effects of this, huh? The ripple effects of it is crazy. I don't even think Will Smith rapped anymore. Yeah, I thought him I wouldn't. No, I seriously don't think I don't I can't find evidence of him rapping anymore. He he been stopped a long time ago. He was yeah, actually trying to again though. Like, yeah. I, I thought he was trying more. to do a TikTok dance or some shit like that. He's trying he to was trying something. to he 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 um his son had made a song that was really, really good actually. And he tried to um do a remix of that. Right. Yeah. All you right. wanna send us out of here? Yeah, so this was the big black little brown podcast. 
please be please subscribe to us here uh, on all the mediums. Uh, this second episode will be on YouTube as well, so subscribe there. And, and thank you so much. See you next episode while we talk about uh, I'm not here anymore and bamboozled. Let's get ready, and I see you guys later. Toodles.